You're listening to the Build and Bloom podcast with host Jessica Whitaker, an educator of film and digital photography to beginners, both in workshops across the globe and online. Creator of the Build and Bloom group on Facebook, one of the largest and most engaged photography communities with over 60,000 members, and founder of non-profit Sister Sister, a monthly networking group for young women in media. Jessica Whitaker cuts the fluff and will help you to grow your photography business with practical, actionable tips in every episode. If you're ready for a roadmap to a better personal and professional balance, then Build and Bloom podcast will help encourage, empower, and educate you to not only build your dream business, but sustain it. And now, here's your host, Jessica Whitaker. Hello, and welcome to the Monday Motivation Podcast. This is meant to be a casual conversation between you and me, where I'm going to be sharing one major action step that you can implement in your business over the next five days. And I am thinking about just shifting the whole podcast to be Monday motivation shows and just take off that, like, uh, what's the word? Subtitle? The mini series title? Because really the past few months have only been Monday motivation. I have a few more interviews from my friends in the creative industry that I'm so excited to share with you, but I have needed to take off one thing from my plate over the past month. That's why there has been a month-long gap. Probably nobody noticed until now, but the podcast was the thing I had to step away from. But I'm really excited to be back today talking about social media and boundaries. And I understand that what I'm about to share, I have six, seven, eight, nine, 25 things I want to share real quick with you, um, that this isn't realistic for everyone. So for me... I had social media on my phone at my nine to five because I would only be able to get on social media, respond to client emails during the day, during my bathroom break at work. Otherwise, I was up until, you know, like up at midnight answering emails. And so for me, this whole structure has shifted as I have gone full time in 2017 and working for myself. So I'm going to just break down as many tips as I can for setting setting boundaries with yourself with social media, but I just want you to take bits and pieces. I really hope none of this comes off as unrealistic or anything because I have listened to many a podcast where the tips are just so um, out of touch almost like, okay, that might work for you, but for 90% of the population, that's not an option. So I don't want my episode to become another one like that, but I have to let you know that for me, I do have the beauty of setting clearer boundaries because I have, I, I'm, I don't have to do my Instagram posts during my bathroom break at work, but I always want to make sure I'm able to teach as if I'm still in that, that, that time period, because that's what the majority of my listeners are in. So I really hope that these tips will be able to help you at whatever stage you're at in your job, but that you can take bits and pieces and implement it how you see fit. So um, two weeks ago, I was in my friend Sage's newsletter called B, which is an amazing free newsletter that talks about life and life tips um, for so many different areas, whether it's relationships, professional mental health for women and non-binary folk. And I was so honored to be able to be a part of that newsletter. Literally, it's called the B newsletter. (laughs) Um, And my topic was all about 
striking a balance between work and play and we really focused in on social media when I did my Instagram TV little interview on the B newsletter page. So definitely go check out B Woman on Instagram and the O is an X. So I'll just link it in the show notes for you. And you can also request if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can request the full archive and then get my article. But I'm really excited that I was able to be a part of it. Um, and I talked about in my previous, I believe it was my previous Monday Motivation show, how I wanted to start sharing like 99.9% photography content on my Instagram, including my stories. And this is this is something that I started to do because I really wanted to shave down the amount of time I was on Instagram and I found myself when I would share even little glimpses into my personal life, not personal like relationships and family and things like that, but more personal about what I eat for breakfast or like a workout routine, even though I haven't worked out since February, like are you kidding me? I'm not working out at home during quarantine. Uh, <laughs> the people who are on a workout routine, like you have my respect, but I wanted to kind of eliminate as much time on social media as I could and also trying to be more intentional that every single thing I would share would cater directly to my audience, which is photographers, and be intentionally about photography. So once I kind of shifted into that mindset almost, I found that if you are truly using social media simply for business and not for personal, so you're simply sharing only photography versus what you ate for brunch, it should, this, these tips should be an easier transition if you choose to implement them. So I think when you are also using social media, I'm just going to say Instagram, um, for your personal life, it can be a little bit of a harder band-aid to rip off. So I want to start off by saying that, and I, I still do think that you should be sharing elements of your personality. I'm, I'm not saying just post only galleries and like a HoneyBook affiliate code. No, <laughs> but trying to make every story that I shared something that is of value to the photographers. So I wasn't just sharing like links to my YouTube videos, but it's, it's like what I've even talked about on previous Monday Motivation episodes when it comes to creating a website. You want to flip it flip any kind of fun fact about you and make it about your audience, make it about your client. So instead of saying like, I love coffee, it's literally my personality trait. No, no, for no, <laughs> so many reasons, no. <laughs> but it's my, it, instead of saying I love coffee, you have to flip it and make it about them. I love to meet, I would love to get to know you over a coffee. So with that being said, this is going to be, you have to kind of look at it with an open mind the next few tips. Um, and I think that if you can shift into the mindset of trying to use social media just for business, not for personal, it will be easier of a transition for you. And if you can give this a go over the next four days, I think you will see a massive improvement in your productivity as well as your boundaries. And definitely check out the previous Monday Motivation episode where I was talking about Instagram stories being more intentional with them because I think that will be really helpful and kind of uh, is in alignment with this. So once we can start to shift into using social media just for business and not for personal, I have six things to share with you. And I guess we could talk about a little side note. Should you have a separate Instagram for your business versus personal? I think yes, if by personal, you're going to have that page be literally private. 
like just friends, family, follow it. Maybe you follow lots of inspiration accounts kind of thing. But I think if you're going to split up the pages, you either have need to have a really clear direction on making your personal account basically a a brand, like continue that brand voice that you use in your photography business into your personal. And that's going to take a lot of work, but it could be worth it. And it, it could be what some of you want. And I think it can be great. But also a personal account could mean totally private. So once we start deciding that, then it can be easier. Like once we just, once we start deciding that, once we decide, do we want to keep social media just for business? it can be easier for us to shift. We have to start getting in the mindset that this is a business. So number one, obviously, like, duh, what? That wasn't very good advice. We have to, but I'm just trying to paint the outlet. I think we should just get into the tips. Okay, you're like, get to the point. So number one, number one tip, delete any apps that you can use on your computer, on your desktop, from your phone. So Twitter, you can easily access from your computer. Facebook, you can access from your computer. Like I said, this isn't always realistic for everyone. For me, I had to have Facebook on my phone when I was working 9 to 5 because, you know, I'd be scrolling on it when I was supposed to be answering my work emails. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I mean, sometimes. Anyways, I didn't have a lot to do sometimes in the job. Anyway, so when you can delete as much from your phone, that social media that you could easily use on your computer when you are truly sitting down and working at your desk or, like, let's be real, laying in bed, I mean... I know you're supposed to like not work from bed, but it's more comfortable than a chair. Then you are able to not be scrolling through it all the time, obviously. And you will only be using it when you're at your computer working. Now you still might be distracted from it if it's still available to you. And I'll talk about the next tip is going to be really helpful for that. But you might find yourself, I mean, you probably do let's be real. (laughs) Like what? You're scrolling through Twitter during the day, uh, scrolling through Instagram during the day and not just when it's like you're waiting in line. I hate those posts. I just saw the funniest meme where it was a photo of somebody taking a photo. They were taking a photo, looking down from looking literally down on everybody using their phone, but like looking down at the top of a, a staircase at the subway and everybody's waiting for the subway on their phone. And it's like, I can't believe like this generation is on their phone and somebody quote tweeted and was like what do you want us to do like play with their play with the rats like and it, it's so true so I'm not saying like at such a moment in time no phones in sight but when it comes to you're trying to edit a session having Twitter on your phone you might just open it up to tweet something funny like retweet the thing that I just gave an example of like, oh, this is so true. Um, But then you find yourself scrolling on it for five more minutes and then 10 more minutes. TikTok is also, I mean, I had to delete TikTok from my phone this past week because I would find myself on it until 3 a.m. I'm not even kidding. And my For You page is so curated. It's amazing. I love it. I like seriously like belly laugh from TikTok. It's so amazing. And I purposely, I don't know how we have the self-control, but I do not open it unless it's like at the end of the night. But then I find myself on it till 3 a.m. So I had to delete it. But the point is it eliminates those distractions for you from your work. It's still there. You can still be tempted to log on desktop, but you're going to be kind of eliminating it from the phone. The next tip is to just log out of the apps. So even if you have Twitter on your computer, you want to log out of them on the computer. You have it on your computer. You could still be tempted. Just log out of it. 
just so that it's like one more obstacle you have to go through, enter your username and password to be able to get into it. So it's more intentional. Kind of like, duh, Jessica, this is just common sense. But I'm, I just got to start it off by that. I got to start it off. Okay. So number three is deleting Instagram from your phone when you are not working. And then I have three little sub notes from this. I have started doing this um, in 2018, 2019-ish, a lot, like it's been about a year and a half where I would delete Instagram in the morning and the night and I would download it before I would leave for the subway. I would download it so I could also be included in that photo of that person trying to make fun of everybody on their phones and not playing with the rats on the subway tracks. Um, and I would just be on it during the work day and then I would delete it once I get home. This just helped me start to get into, again, if social media is just for business, I need to just have it on when I'm truly working. I don't need to be on it at 9 p.m. at night. And it, it really wasn't until like this year that I've really, like I said in that podcast, the previous podcast episode I said to listen to about trying to be more intentional with exactly what I share on Instagram. I want to keep it all photography or like business related. Even if it's sharing my brunch, how can I flip it and make it about my audience in a way that serves them? So the whole Instagram at 9 p.m., I don't need to be scrolling through. Now, let's dive even more into Instagram. So number one, turning off your story replies. You have to do this with the right intention. And I do not want to sound like I couldn't be bothered to reply to people on Instagram. It's just a productivity hack that I have been implementing that has worked. When I can like eliminate one more way for me to be in the app, then I'm able to take that time I would be just replying to lots and lots of story responses and I can put that time into replying to people in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. It's not that I don't want to be contacted on Instagram at all because I still am through messages which is amazing but it's been able to save bring back the time for me that I can put into other areas of my business and also I'm already not good at replying to my DMs period just because I have so many. No but like because I get very overwhelmed by them, which is a huge blessing it is, but I'm unfortunately not able to reply to everybody's message. That's why we have the Build and Bloom Facebook group where you can ask those questions and get other people's perspectives as well. Um, But just being able to kind of cut down on how much time I'm in my Instagram inbox gives me more time for my email inbox or my Build and Bloom Facebook group. So I just want to be careful with how I word this because I am I am not um, trying to seem I'm too good for DMs. I'm too good to talk. Not at all because it is only my audience that gives me the ability to do things like my podcast. But it is something that I've been doing for productivity is just to eliminate that one aspect of Instagram to put more time into other areas of my business. So just, I hope you hear my heart and I would, I would give you, I would encourage you to try doing the turning off story replies and people will still contact you. It it doesn't mean that they can't DM you. That's not, that's not it at all. It just can help you stay more productive and less in Instagram. Anyways, let's move on. Not that you can't be productive on Instagram, but it's just, it's just one thing to try. And you know, I'll probably turn my stories back on in a month and like never turn them off again. It's, it's just, I have to share it with you. Okay. Number B, (laughs) number B. So the second point I have in this little Instagram part is using the mute feature. The mute feature is 
amazing. It means that you can silence somebody's account from showing up on your newsfeed or on stories or both without unfollowing them. And I do this mainly for stories. Um, it helps me be able to not be scrolling through stories for 30 minutes at a time because I'll find myself, I would find myself on Instagram on a story, maybe I'm interested in it, and then I would just tap through to the next one, tap through, and then all of a sudden I'm like five slides into this blogger sharing about, you know, Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, I I don't even have a Chick-fil-A near me, like why am I watching this? So using the mute feature doesn't mean you don't want to hear what people, you don't want to follow people, It, it doesn't have to mean anything. Can I just be real? I have almost everybody muted on my page except for like my photography students, I believe I have almost, I follow 300 something, like 380, like upper 300s. I just did a big unfollow spree. Just a lot of like business accounts that were like e-commerce, like clothing, jewelry, things like that, that I would follow because I would love for inspiration. But, you know, I just want to, I just don't need to log in and be bombarded with amazing sales because I want to control myself. Um, But I did this unfollowing thing and then once I had shaved down my followers by like more than half, I started muting more people. I already had quite a few people muted just because the stories would be too long. And I mean, I'm sure other people have me me muted too. It's it's just a great feature. So it basically, all that to say, the way that I catch up and I watch people's stories is no longer on my newsfeed passively consuming like 30 minutes of my day instead I go to my profile I go to my following tab on my profile and then I'm able to watch the whole line down when I want to like in who I want to watch to and catch up on their stories this way I'm still it doesn't mean just because I'm muting someone I don't want to hear what they have to say it means I don't want to be distracted and I'm able to watch and catch up when I have the time rather than doing it you know, from a passive place or being distracted. Maybe it's not that deep. Maybe I'm making all of this more deep than it needs to be. These are just tips. And I would encourage you to give it a go. Um, I mean, it, it, it just, it's really has helped so, so much. So um, number C, <laughs> number C was actually what I already talked about when I unfollowed, unfollow accounts that are e-commerce, maybe bloggers that are sharing the same stuff, um, like repetitive accounts. So I have unfollowed, like I said, lots of like clothing stores, jewelry lines. I love following jewelry lines and like any kind of thing having to do with like gemology. I just, I love, but I find myself basically researching about like cuts of diamonds and like the chemistry. Why am I, I'm not a scientist, but like really learning. I find myself learning about like diamonds when I need to be answering my emails. So Unfollowing these kind of accounts um, or muting them if you still want to show your support by following, especially small businesses and things like that. But when it comes to like, you know, Aritzia, I don't need to follow them. I already get their emails. So let's move on to number four. This is outside of Instagram. Those are just things to like take, implement, see what happens. Number four is notifications off on your stuff. Before you fast forward, I know you've heard this before. But I just want to give you a little tip, okay, including your text messages. So I already have and have had my social media notifications off forever. Like, I, I just, I can't. Um, 
and it, it seems like a, a no-brainer maybe all of these do now i'm like insecure about the tips now i'm like nervous about this turning off story reply it's like i hope you don't get it misinterpreted anyways let's move into this one um but turning off notifications on your text messages has really helped me just like psychologically not having this red 164 unread messages next to my icon has helped me so much not feel so overwhelmed especially when I already have 100 messages on my inbox <laughs> I can in my gmail inbox on my computer not having all of these unread messages um, at least showing up out of sight out of mind has really helped and I'll turn my text message notifications off like during the day and then I'll turn them back on or like on the weekend and then I'll turn them back on. It's not that hard to turn notifications off and on, at least on the iPhone. I mean, I'm sure even for if you're using a fax machine, you can turn the notifications off. But this is it's so simple. Yeah, everyone thinks it's so... Wait, what is that one meme where it's like, it's so simple. Yeah, everyone thinks it's so amazing. I don't know. I think it's a Lady Gaga thing. If Let's Google it. It's so simple yeah it works the Courtney Kardashian okay let's move or Chloe okay so turning notifications off including your text messages try it during the day this might be something where you're like this is the most unrealistic thing I could do but it's just it's just something to eliminate distractions and those notifications will appear it doesn't delete the notifications that's what I was worried about obviously I wasn't that worried because I still <laughs> turned them off but you'll get them they'll also be unread um once you turn them back on or even when you go into the app so Number five, we're getting to the last two, five and six. I don't have email on my phone at all. <laughs> so my personal email, nothing. This isn't always practical for me. I mean, this sounds like the most unpractical one of all, but um, if I'm going on vacation or holiday, I haven't been since, you know, February, obviously. And it won't be since till 2022. But having email on my, not on my phone during the normal work day, like the, just the normal work month, it means that I'm not going to be tempted to reply to somebody at 11 p.m. at night to risk having spelling errors. Maybe I'm trying to negotiate something. It also helps me exercise not needing to reply to anyone on any social media, not just an email right away. There's no need to reply to somebody ASAP unless they're like your client. So you're able to be on your email when you're working with a clear head with the professional mind space and it, again it eliminates another distraction so the number six but actually let me rewind this is the most unpractical because i know that for me when i was working nine to five job i would be replying to emails like on my break or like honestly at my desk but so i know that this one is probably the most like toned up of all of them but it's something to consider at least turning notifications off but i think that if you can at least have maybe your personal inbox not on your phone and you just have your work once then you can reply to people when you're on your lunch break at work versus you know you get your personal emails and you're getting all these like promotional emails and oh I need to sign up for this webinar it just can create a whole just like cycle of distractions so this is definitely the one where I'm like okay I know that this is the most unrealistic but it's something to consider and to put into your own um implement into your own life in your own way number six the last one I have stopped listening, stopped listening completely to business podcasts, kind of period, but in the morning and on my walks. I used to hype myself up by getting ready to my business podcasts, but I really stopped listening to them because I don't need to be thinking about business before I even get to my desk. I've just found that for me, it's unhealthy because it contributes to 
not striking that balance between personal and professional because I'm using my personal time getting ready the sacred time in the morning to already like rise and grind, if you will. When I stopped listening to business podcasts before I even started my day, and I replaced it with a different playlist, whether that's worship music, whether that's other just music, it has really helped my mindset. Same thing for when I go on walks with Bumblebee during the day or on my break, whatever it might be. I don't have to have my mind 24-7 working. And if there's anything that Emily in Paris on Netflix taught me, <laughs> it's that you don't have to live to work. Is that the word it is? Anyway, or the phrase. <laughs> but it's true. So if you find yourself like consuming so much marketing and business content, I mean, maybe this is counteractive because this is the Monday Motivation Show, but I hope it doesn't come off as like the grind, the 24-7 grind. So maybe unsubscribe from this podcast. No, but I've really tried to not be bombarded with marketing techniques and tips and tricks, even though I at one point loved those podcasts before the whole Tony Robbins stuff happened. Um, I don't need to be listening to it all the time. Um, one podcast though I do love as well is Emma Chamberlain. I think she's, she's so amazing. I admire her work ethic and she's funny and hers are just super lighthearted. So I like to listen to those in the morning lately. But those are my six ways to strike that balance to try to set boundaries, delete apps that you can use on your phone, delete apps from your phone that you can use on the desktop, log out of those apps, delete Instagram from your phone when you're not working and like turn off story replies, then use the mute feature. Don't be shy and follow any accounts that are e-commerce notifications off on your stuff, including your text messages. Email isn't on my phone. This isn't realistic for you. At least take your personal email out. And I stopped listening to business podcasts in the morning and on my walks. I don't need to be constantly consumed. My business is not my identity. So I need to get into the headspace of my identity is in Christ for me as a Christian. I need to listen to worship music instead of the business because my identity is in Christ. Do you see my point? So all that being said, we're almost at the 30 minute mark. Um, is we are, our challenge for the week well, these are kind of all the steps I would love for you to implement at least one, but my challenge for the week ahead for myself and maybe for you is I order an alarm clock on Amazon and I'm going to try to start using that and putting my phone in the other room when I go to sleep. So I kind of already have tackled the dilemma of me being on my phone till 3am watching TikTok by deleting TikTok from my phone, but I'm going to give it a call, the old college try. I'm going to do my alarm clock instead of my phone alarm clock. Um, so I'll let you know how it goes. If you end up doing the same challenge for the next five days or what, whatever point you're listening to this podcast, please let me know. Maybe share it on stories. But those are my tips that I have for you. I hope that this helped. I hope that it still is realistic. I understand it's frustrating to listen to people about like striking a balance, but they have all the time in the world, it seems. Just take these tips, implement them in a way that would work for you, your business, and your lifestyle, and let me know which one worked for you, and share it with me on Instagram. My Instagram is just at Jessica Whitaker. You can also share it in the Build and Bloom Photography Facebook group. I believe in you, and I believe in your business. I'm rooting for you. We're going to have the most amazing week ahead. I'm so happy. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Joe Biden is going to be our president. I'm so, I mean, the entire, I, I, the whole country has just taken the biggest sigh of relief and I'm just 
there's so much work to be done, but you guys, we're going into a week of, like, the first week of hope and change that we've had in four years. So, anyway, I believe in you and your business, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Build and Bloom podcast. If you love the show, leave us a review on iTunes to keep it running. This also helps other photographers to find this free resource. Looking for more? Join over 60,000 photographers in the Build and Bloom Facebook group. Just search for Build and Bloom in Facebook groups to join in the encouraging and empowering community. You can also find Jessica's tutorials and tools on YouTube and Instagram at Jessica Whitaker and show notes and further resources on her website, jessicawhitaker.co. Thanks for spending time here. Catch you in the next episode.